0: Welcome to Speak It On This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners And not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination Opinions expressed are solely those of the host Hey, hey, welcome back, and as always, thanks for listening So this is The Fifth Podcast in the series of Bible learning, ideally biblical learning. I, this is about getting Bible information in you. And, once again, most of this process is usually supposed to take place in your church. However, if you find yourself uh, in a situation where your pastor is not teaching, Which is weird, because that's their job. Um, Or, maybe they just don't have a lot of uh, info. And uh, also, possibly, maybe they've got a lot of info. But they're just not motivated. So here's the thing. Once you made the decision that you want to study and you want to get it in you to enhance, turbocharge your Christian life and your relationship with the Lord, then more power to you. So, this phase, and this is a two-part session, and I've taken it in three parts. The first part was, of course, self-study. Uh, The second part had more to do with you're studying on your own, but you're using somebody else's plan. Phase three is pretty much about professional ministry. All right. Now, or someone who just is convinced they want to go to the next level. They want to ramp it up. They want to get the academics on on board. They want to get as knowledgeable as they possibly can. So, um, let me say this, and I've mentioned this before, that these three, what you're looking at is someone who... has some Bible knowledge, but really wants to go to a upper-level institution, okay? They don't want to go online too much, or they want to go online, but they want to go online with an institution, and a accredited, full-blast, full-blown institution, or a full-blown institution that may not be accredited. Now, Now, I've touched base on that. We'll Go briefly past that. Now, here's the thing. This is really dedicated to someone who's trying to figure out, uh, they, you know, they're, they're telling themselves, look, I've got a position in the church, and uh, it may be a non-paid position, maybe a situation where they're a Sunday school teacher or, or a Bible group leader, and they want to ramp up so that they can facilitate better or know enough to help facilitate a lot of different Bible programs, okay? So, it could be could be that. could be a deacon or an elder in the church that says, you know, look, I'm supposed to be able to teach, uh, or at least if somebody calls on me, I want to be able to teach. Uh, I feel like God's gifted me in that direction. So, I want to just ramp it up. Now, there's... Two things going on at this level. And what we're going to talk about right now is professional ministry. If you're in or you're thinking or you're locked and loaded already for professional ministry, in other words, you want to get paid to be a minister for the rest of your life and career, as far as you know, at this point, then that's what we're looking at. Now, there's kind of two facets to this thing, all right? Because upper level institutions, uh, and usually when we're saying upper level, we're talking about master's programs, although you may want to go to a full blown uh, uh, seminary or uh, Bible college or even university that has a religion department and uh, get a bachelor's degree. in biblical studies and ministry because that's that's a thing too. But let me throw this at you. Let me throw this at you. It is becoming more and more common where you see churches with pastors that have no formal training at all. And by formal training, I mean... They are in an institution with a degree plan... And they complete the degree plan and get a certificate. Alright. That's what I consider formal training. And and their work is graded. And they're judged and all that fun stuff. Alright. A lot of churches don't look at that. They may not even be interested. Be very honest. Some churches don't do that. There are people individuals who start churches and they don't have a seminary education, they don't have a Bible degree education they don't have any kind of education other than the education they've done themselves that's not necessarily a bad thing and it is a trend that is growing a lot of independent churches are that way a lot of independent churches may hire you based solely on a sermon or an interview it may they may not be looking for the little paper on the wall okay so I got to throw that in there. nothing the matter with that process. I would say this to the people doing the hiring they better be blooming careful because I've seen processes where things like that happen and it went really wrong but it can be awesome. Now why, why a Bible degree? Why you know for a professional minister? Why? Why do that? There's several things. There's there's several things. And the first thing is, is that if you're a part of a denomination, all right, if you are part of an organization that leans in in a in a particular direction then you're going to if if you want to work in a church that's either with that denomination or that a church that leans towards a certain situation then you're going to have to go there for example in our area here in the southern U.S. and Texas area, a lot of Bible churches, they'll say Bible church, uh, they take people from down Theological, not only from there, but you see that quite often. Uh, now, to be honest, uh, if uh, someone is in a, a United Methodist situation... Uh, at least one at one time, uh, Perkins over at SMU was the place to be. Uh, now, if you were Southern Baptist and you were in this particular area, then you would go to maybe Southwestern uh, Seminary. But you could also go to a place like Truett, just depending on your flavor and what church you want to work in. So... That's why I say that when you get to this level, when you're looking at being a professional minister, you really have to ask yourself, what kind of church am I want to work at? Because that will determine in a lot of situations, not every situation, but in a lot of situations it will determine where you're going to go get your education from. Now, accredited versus non-accredited. Well, let's, let's, let's discuss that for just half a second. And I'm not going to go into that uh, real deep because we've talked about that before. But basically, um, a lot of times, when, uh, if, if you go to, uh, again, if you're of a certain denomination and there is a really, really good or uh, a recommended school for that denomination, it may be accredited or not. It may not even matter. You just have to go there. Um, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, denominations uh, don't necessarily have "quote unquote" uh, schools that are accredited for college credit. Now, again, accreditation of an institution like a Bible school. Or, university basically means you get college credit that you can take and transfer around to a different institution if you want to. So, it's portable education credit. Whereas, so it's kind of like a credit card, so to speak, in your brain. So, you have this credit card, you go there, they give you X number of credits, and then you can go and you can show somebody else, oh, see how many credits I got. And they say, oh, well, great, you know, that's cool. So, we can add to that. Um, non-accredited institutions don't do that. Basically, you go there and they say, this is what we got, um, that we're going to train you, and this is what we're going to do for you. Now, professional ministers, if you work in a church, professional ministers uh, usually go to, usually, a uh a denominational seminary. Now, what's the difference in going to a seminary versus a university with a religion department? Because, in a lot of situations, if you go to, let's say, a Baptist university, you can take a lot of courses there that are the same kind of courses, you're going to take at a seminary. So what's the difference? Well, first of all, if you go to a university, and you go to the university, and you're, number one, it's going to be accredited. Okay? Now, accreditation means you're going to pay more money. Non-accredited usually means you're not going to pay quite as much money. Um, so the thing is, you go to you go to university. Um, they may have some of the identical courses. Now, at a university, though, a lot of the the faculty that teach a lot of things they have like PhDs in said discipline, like a PhD in theology, a PhD in. Biblical archaeology, you know, a Ph.D. in Greek, a Ph.D. in Hebrew. There are a lot of Ph.D.s. So, in a university setting, you're going to have academics. These academics, that may be the only job they have. Is to study, print, and then publish articles on what they study and teach. That may be it. Now, the seminary little different from this aspect seminary is going to be more of a vocational type situation and a lot of those uh, teachers at a seminary uh, have dual jobs Uh, they may have a church outside the seminary and then they teach on the side in the seminary there may not be a lot of full time faculty there but there will be some and uh also, uh, your Ph.D. percentile. In other words, how many Ph.D.s they've got is probably going to be a lot less. And they're going to have a lot more Doctor of Ministry degrees. Now, what's the difference in those two degrees without getting really hairy? Uh, the Ph.D. program, you got to publish a 500-page document plus, 500-page plus sometimes, uh, which is called a dissertation. Uh, when you do a DMin, a Doctorate of Ministry degree, you do a lot of extra coursework and then a project. So it's a little different. The PhD is more of the academic degree, where I, and that doesn't mean DMin's aren't academic. It just means that that's all these guys usually have to think about. Okay, now when. You go to the seminary also, um, they really may or may not look at you as someone who needs any kind of biblical background. When you go to the university, you can't normally get into a Master of Bible Study program, okay? Master of Biblical Studies, Master of Theology, unless you have a bachelor's degree in it, a lower degree. Whereas, at seminary, you can run your little self in there, and they'll take you, uh, they'll put you in a master's program. If you have a bachelor's degree, it doesn't matter, it could be in BB stacking. And they'll take you from ground zero to wherever you're, you know, to the end of the master's degree. All in that one space. Now, it may take some time. uh, And... Just to give you this thought process as well. Um, If you go the university route, um, normally, the master's program, if you already have a bachelor's degree, and your bachelor's degree, again, you're probably going to have to have a Bible degree before you go there. The master's degree would be around sometimes around thirty six hours, okay. And if you're wondering how many classes that is, you take, you know, sometimes they're worth classes are worth two and three, but going by three credits a class is not a bad thing. So you can take three into thirty six, so that's twelve classes, right? Um, then the doctoral program is going to be probably to get a doctorate would be about sixty out, it would be about sixty plus above and beyond the master's degree. Now, this is getting into the weeds a little bit, but a lot of people want that doctorate. A lot of professional ministers get the doctorate. They just do. Why? I have no blooming idea, other than the fact that For some reason, the churches out there absolutely insist, or like, or shine on, or pat them on the head. I don't know what it is. But they absolutely, you know, you have to have a doctorate degree before you can get looked at as a serious candidate to get a job at some some of these churches. To me, I'm sorry, that's moronic. And ungodly. Why is that? Because you're not vetting somebody. You're looking at a piece of paper. And if all you need is a piece of paper from such and such institution to get somebody in, in, in there, oh, come on. Um, you know, it, it, it amazes me, uh, especially this, the PhDs that take pastoral jobs. I'm like, holy Toledo, why do you have a PhD? Well, I wanted to get a PhD. Well, God bless you. Um, but usually a PhD is supposed to be publishing something. And creating new content, new information. That's what the PhD is supposed to do. They're they're supposed to be an academic. Well, are they teaching on a a, a doctoral level in their church? I can only hope so. That would be awesome. But you know what? No, they're not. No. That ain't happening. (laughs) Why? Well, I mean, and there's a myriad of reasons why people don't teach at a higher level. At the churches. Uh, and I'm telling you, it's cheating the Church of God. It's absolutely starving them for really good information, and it just breaks my heart. And I think it breaks the heart of God too. And I'll be very honest. Um, now, the the killer, and I've mentioned this before, the kicker actually concerning professional, um, professional ministry where you're getting paid. Your own staff is that um the position itself <laughs> is gonna require a degree. it's just gonna do it, but more than that, when you connect at the religion department at the at the uh at the university or the seminary, um, the people you are in classes with, the people you talk with, the people who tutor you, the people you tutor, all uh, all the professors, maybe even the blooming janitor—I don't know—maybe someone that God uses to get you the next job. And to get you the job out of seminary. Now, do they have placement agencies in seminary so that when you finish your degree, you know, well, yeah, absolutely. And do they have that out over at the universities? Yes, they sure do. But here's the issue. More often than not, it is the personal effect. It's the personal touch. It's the network. So why do you, you know, so now you can attend seminary uh, online 100%. In my opinion, you know, excellent education. Can you get better education at the seminary than you can online? It depends. What you're not going to get online sometimes is a lot of really good one-to-one and personal interaction with the professor, and that I got to tell you is very, 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 very important. Why is that? Because professors make recommendations, and they and they can. Guide you through stuff, especially at the seminary. So, if you're wanting to be an academic, then by all means, you know, get the Bible bachelor's degree, get the master's, get the PhD over at the university, and touch base with every one of those professors over there because they may help you get a job at another university where you're a PhD and you're teaching and stuff. But if you're in church work, okay paid church work, seminaries, again, remember I mentioned that a lot of those pa- those teachers in the seminaries have two jobs. They are teaching, they're a pastor on the side or a minister on the side and teaching on the side. So it's kind of 50-50. 70-40. Anyway, but the issue is is they're out in the community and they know and they can get you, maybe help you, if you have good rapport. All right. Now, does that mean you need to kiss everybody's feet? I would hope not. I would hope that if you got a good connection with the living God and He really did call you to be a minister, and you really think it's important to educate yourself and and just and just armor up then the living God would honor that in you and take you to where He needs you to be. I am very confident in that. But, uh, again, now, there's... I'm also going to have to say that uh, when you're talking about professional ministry, there is an element... Of politics, church politics, and that's just the fact. Um, and why do I say that? Well, let's just say this: Let's say you go to a Methodist seminary and you apply at a Baptist church that has an opening. Maybe, maybe not. Don't know. Or vice versa. You go to a Baptist seminary, and this Methodist church has, a, has an opening. You apply over there. You know, a bishop over there may not like the look of that. You know, because you, you know, it's, there's politics in every denomination. And even non-denominational churches have politics involved. And politics starts at seminary, and starts at the university, in the religion departments. And part of that has to do with how you get your training. That matters. How much? Depends. But, uh, you know, in in a, a perfect world, uh, and I'm, I am sure that this happens, um, where church has a really sharp uh, team of people on a committee looking for a pastor or, or youth or whatever, and they're praying, and you apply, and they look at your stuff, and they say, this person looks great, and so God says, hey, this person here is, is really, really good. You need to look at him. And you go, and the interview's beautiful, and they hire you. Now, that'd just be just awesome, Right? But once again, more often than not, God works through people, and not just one person at a time. Sometimes, so in the education process, on the seminary level, um, it can be that it can be that way. Now, accredited versus non-accredited, as far as getting a pastoral job, how does that how does that pan out? I'll be honest. I don't think, personally, I've met many people who have been uh, in pastorates that who, if they had a seminary degree, that it was non-accredited. All right. I'll just now. Does that mean you can't get a church job in a non-accredited? You know, from a non- with a degree in it from a non-accredited source. I don't, that's not what I'm saying. Because I do know that the, the Bible schools, Bible seminaries that are non accredited work hard for their students as well to get them churches who, will, who need them in low. So, that's a lot of info. And, uh,. I humbly say it's really kind of crazy but the main thing I would say is this be very aware when you've decided that you feel God's made a professional minister out of you okay that number one you know what kind of church you want to serve in number two what position in that church you want to be in, and number three, where you want to get your education. Because what kind of church and the position in the church is going to to really kind of help point you where you're going to go to seminary. Now, if you just want to go to seminary somewhere, anywhere, doesn't matter to you, and you're just ramping up, you know, you're the Sunday school teacher, you're the Sunday school director, you're the group's, you know, uh, Bible study coordinator. You just want more, then more power to you. Man, there's a bunch of really good seminaries, online and personal. But again, I'm going to highly recommend that if you are a professional minister that at some point you get yourself to the seminary or you try to make as many contacts as possible. Now, with that in mind, I want to encourage you to Bible study, to study, to ramp up, to, to take yourself to the next level because I know you can and I believe me, it will be worth every moment it has been for me, I absolutely promise you. So, Thank you for with that in to mind, I want to, tell you to keep on, keep on. It on. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth.